Ah, well, look what the cat dragged in. Welcome back. Hey, I'm back. You sound like shit. What I have know, you been I, doing? I can't figure this out because I haven't talked yet today. So I get here, I start talking to you, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> my voice is fucked. I don't know why. All right, here's this week's poll. What's worse, Carl's voice or his internet at his new house in Florida? <clears throat> Seriously, I am just fucking everything up. All right, well, you know what, dude? Let's just start the show. Let's go. You're listening to the Carl Network. <laughs> Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps, by creeps, for you creeps. My name is Vinny, and joining me in studio, it's Florida's own hot car. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? We look good today. Wow. Bro, you look like a million bucks. <clears throat> I do. I, I'm looking good. I got a nice ring light staring me in the face. It's great. Yeah. Well, you look fantastic, Carl, for someone who generally looks like a monster. Thank you, buddy. This is, You're ladies and gentlemen, what you are looking at <laughs> is modern technology that has turned this goblin into a passable human. The fuck is right? <laughs> How dare you? How dare I what? What? Do you people not uh, want to be called goblins? I'm trying to get my voice right here. I apologize. I don't know what's going on. What the fuck is with Carl's voice, says Turbo Neil Brain. <clears throat> well, hello, everybody joining us today live on YouTube. It's one o'clock on a Monday, so that means we are doing a creep off live for all of you. Thanks for tuning in. It's going to be a fun one today. Last week, we didn't do a contest. We had what we call a hangover edition of the show, where we just kind of uh, shot the shit, watched a pedo hunter video, and uh, some of you had thoughts on that. I'll play for you later on the voicemails. Excellent. By the way, I want to point out that um, we didn't just shoot the shit. We had three segments that were all pre-produced, so we just didn't do a uh, competition last week. That is correct. This isn't the Shuley Network. We do we <laughs> right. put the effort in. Right. Yeah. Always planned. Always be planning. <laughs> Always be ABP. planning. ABP. That's, That's right. what we do here at the Carl Network. You're listening to the Carl Network. <laughs> <laughs> I like to add, I added your chortle on the end there. I really think it makes the jingle. It does. Yep. <laughs> it really does. It really pulls it together. Really pulls the whole thing together. Good job, buddy. I think Carl's going to die. Last week, I was worried about it because he was down in Florida. I was worried to Gator was to get him. Now he's here, and I'm guessing he got all of the COVID that was left in Florida, and that's why his <laughs> voice is fucked. Maybe. Wow, I didn't think about that. Bill Loney, thanks for the two bucks. He said, I heard it Super Chat Monday. Is that true? That is correct, Bill Loney. What is happening, buddy? Thank you for the $2. Thanks, my friend. Now, Carl, we're going to do a competition today. You won the last time we played. We are tied 2-2. Two to two. Your buddy Vinny is worse off than Carl is, and I show up here looking like a million bucks. I'm just going to say that. I've been taking care of a 76-year-old woman who had a knee replacement. I have been male nurse all fucking weekend for my mother. Yep. And so that's why today I figured it would be appropriate to just do male nurses because I was t reading her all the stories of what terrible things that could be happening to her if she didn't have such a great son. 
Yes, and in fact, I think we both have um, some tales. I hope she's not listening today. I hope she's not watching today's show. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, This would make anyone nervous who was in a hospital bed or having to depend on the care of others. The tales today. Carl sounds like he's so close to a hospital bed. Uh, Thanks for the five bucks, Koof. Wow, I can't believe I actually caught a Super Chat Monday Live. Thank you all for not killing yourselves. Yay, Super Chat. Thanks, Koof. Thank you for not killing yourself, Koof. Since you won the last one, that means you get to go first in this round, Carl. Do you want to uh, take it away, bud? Let's go. All right. I bring to you a guy named Benjamin Gein. Gein was known at Horton General Hospital as a nurse who was always looking for action. He described himself as someone who wanted to be the center of attention. He had joined the Army Reserve because he wanted to walk towards the action and not away from it. Oh, God. One of those. One of these guys. Yep. Wants to be the fucking hero all the time. Despite the fact that his post was in the minor injuries unit at the hospital, he would often leave his post without authority to work in the emergency department. He was also a self-acknowledged thrill-seeker and enjoyed the adrenaline rush of working on life-or-death cases. He also said he was that there was a jinx on him and that things tended to go wrong when he was around. Oh, golly gee, just some bad luck, I suppose. I try so hard, man. I'm always, I'm always in the thick of it, you know. I just got, got this black cloud over my head. I don't know, I don't know why it happens to me. So, between December of 2003 and February 2004, so that is um, like two and a half month span, 18 patients treated in the hospital's accident and emergency department suffered respiratory arrests or depressions while Gein was alone with each of them. There's a pattern developing there. That's not good. These patients had all been admitted with only minor complaints, such as a dislocated shoulder or other non-life-threatening conditions, yet suddenly find themselves fighting for their lives when they were treated by Gein. The respiratory arrests were unexplained since none of the patient's conditions should have caused a respiratory arrest to occur. Two of those patients died in January of 2004, Anthony Bateman, 65, and David Onley, 75. Colleagues began to notice that it was always when Gein was on duty and attending patients that people were falling unexpectedly ill. And also, he always knew what to do to rectify the problems, even before the doctor arrived to make a diagnosis. That's He incredible. was just that damn good, Carl. He's that good at being a male nurse. So, obviously, people got a bit suspicious with this. Uh, colleagues actually nicknamed him Ben Elit in reference to the serial killer nurse Beverly Elit who in 1991 and ejected a number of patients with lethal substances in order to seek attention. Well, hold on a second, Carl. Yeah. His last name is Gein. You're right. There's an even more famous serial killer. Well, you don't get nurse humor, apparently. Oh, right over my head. Yeah, you're not getting the nurse jokes. You're on the inside like these people are. Now, this is my my girl, uh, Kendall Ray, pointing something out about this guy. And he loved his job. This guy loved his job. As soon as someone wasn't able to breathe, this weird look of joy would come across his face. That's right. Uh, Several people testified that Gein looked elated as his patients went into respiratory arrest and even boasted to a doctor, there's always a resuscitation when I'm on duty. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Cool. Might want to not point that out, dummy. (laughs) Hey, uh, I'm going to hit a super chat real quick. Trevor Zero says Carl sounds like Jackie the Jokester. (gasps) Yeah, I sure do. Holy shit, read your creep like that. It's actually better. <laughs> Bill Lodi says, you recovered your laptop and strep throat. God damn it. What what happened to me? I was I was fine. I've been fine all day. I don't know what happened to my voice. 
Thank God. Wapio wants to know, does Xfinity also provide Carl's voice? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that, that pissed me off so much last week. <laughs> Ugh, that was brutal. Let's all point and laugh at Carl's well, the sore worst, throw. The worst part was, as I'm playing clips and presenting Nancy Grace's podcast, I think I'm doing fine. I can see myself. Everything seems to be working fine. And then you would just, all of a sudden your jaw would just be like, well, I guess Carl's gone. I'm like, wait, what, what just happened? What? I'm here. I'm right here. Ugh. It's frustrating as fuck. Try being me. <laughs> Good points. All right, so obviously the doctors and other nurses are recognizing this pattern, and they're going, we might want to investigate this guy. So they get the cops involved, and the cops look through all the evidence, and they agree. They're like, yeah, it's got to be Benjamin Gein, who's uh, up to no good. So the cops decided on a day in February that they were going to arrest him. And boy, did he pick the wrong day to sneak a syringe out and bring it back to work. Whoops. Uh oh. The police went through everybody's records that worked in that hospital, and they only came to one conclusion about who could have done this, and it was Ben Gein. So only a few days later, on February 9th, 2004, police decided to make the move. It was Monday morning. Ben and his girlfriend were leaving their flat, heading off to work, and Ben just casually reaches down in his pocket and he realizes that he accidentally had a syringe from the day before from the hospital, which is a big no-no. He told his girlfriend, she said it wasn't a big deal, just don't worry about it, but Ben was very nervous about having this on hand. But she told him it was no big deal, that he could just drop it off in one of those syringe bins at the hospital. You guys know what I'm talking about, that you put hazardous syringes in. But as they're walking up to the hospital, Ben notices that police are waiting at the doors looking at him. So Ben decides to empty the syringe into his pocket. Genius. So Ben was arrested right there. And of course they searched his pockets. They found the syringe, it was empty. And when they asked him why he had it and what it was, he refused to say what was in it, but he said that he had it for personal use. After they tested it though, they found out that it was Vecuronium that was in the syringe in his yeah. jacket. So Vecuronium is, you ever a, have that with some cheese? is a muscle relaxant and he had a, a lethal dose on him. Um, and so- Doesn't that sound like a good way to, to go? Yeah. Your muscles relax you to death. I, I mean, honestly, if you just stop breathing, you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. That's, that's, that seems pretty relaxing to me. Um, so, Vinny, uh, unfortunately, they realized that um, some of the patients they tested after they went into, um, uh, you know, they, they, they stopped breathing, they realized that this was the drug that was in their systems. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty easy at that point to figure out what had been going on uh, when they were able to do that. So on the 18th of April, 2006, a jury found Gein guilty of the two murder charges and of intentionally inflicting grievous bodily harm on 15 patients. Oh. On the 9th of May, Gein, then 25 years old, was given 17 life sentences with the recommendation that he spend at least 30 years in prison before being considered for parole. And, of course, in court, Gein maintained his innocence and vowed to appeal the conviction, which he did multiple times, but no judge has seen it because they don't deem the original um, case to have been incorrect in any single way. I know I'm not saying that legally correctly, but you know the point I'm trying to make? I guess. Vinny, listen, the point is this. This fucking asshole wants to be a goddamn hero. He thinks he's a fucking superhero saving people's lives, mm -hmm, but he has mm -hmm. to kill them first in order to do it. And that's why I say the biggest male creep, male nurse creep, is Benjamin Gein. Okay. What do you okay. got, buddy? Well, uh, a couple super chats here. Gut says, uh, lost track of time. Sorry, I'm late, fellas. Welcome, Gut. And then 
Hyperion9997 gave us 11 Canadian dollars and says, this is money for Carl's cough medicine. Yay, super chats. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Hyperion. All right, Carl. My creep today's name is Charles Cullen. He has a really cute nickname the media gave him. It's the Angel of Death. Yes. Yeah. Charles Cohen, a.k.a. the first result on Google. Yes. I'm, I'm familiar. It took me three days to find him. <laughs> okay. Because you know what I did? What's that? I, I had a couple other options I was going to go with today. There was one guy down in Bolivia. They caught a male nurse fucking a guy's dead wife. <laughs> That's The fun. guy walked in and caught her. That's a fun one. Yeah, but it was fun. It was like from Bolivia. There wasn't a lot of information. And, you know, it's fun on the surface, but there wasn't much there. You know what I did, Vinny? You'll be yeah. proud of me. And so, Alex, I found a German male nurse who was a serial killer, killed, um, I think, 300 people. Sure. Like one of the most prolific serial killers ever in Germany. Uh-huh. And I went, you know what? I should probably check to see if we've done this guy before. And we had. And that's why I didn't bring him as my uh, my creep. So just giving myself a little pat on the back there for doing my due diligence this week. Everybody's super proud of you, Carl. You're a hero. Thank you, buddy. Yay. That's all I wanted to hear. Yeah, you're a real fucking hero. I agree. All right. Charles Cullen was a critical care nurse who admitted to killing up to 40 people. And logic would dictate that the numbers were into the hundreds. Mm-hmm. Just weren't, wasn't able to prove it. Now, the murders took place over 16 years, seven different hospitals, Carl. They, they, victims age ranged from 21 to 91. Some were critically ill. Others were ready to be discharged when Cullen injected them with drugs that would kill them. They're like, oh, you're getting out of here, are you? Not so fast. Now, here's the thing about this guy. This seems like it's a pretty straightforward murdering the patients, everyday run-of-the-mill creepy male nurse. Sure. This guy sucks, mm. Carl. On so many levels, this guy sucks. And that's why I'm bringing him today. Because not only is he like a mass murderer, his personality is terrible. A lot of mass murderers are, are not like bubbly people. Well, some of them are great, like Ted Bundy. You'd have a beer with Ted Bundy. I understand. I agree with that. You'd be like a cool, handsome guy who wants to hang out with me. He's probably not going to rape me, so that works out well for me. Let me tell you how shitty of a person this is and how annoying he is. At age nine, he made his first suicide attempt. Okay. Yeah, it needs a lot of attention, this one. I wish you would have been successful. Same. <laughs> it would have helped me out today. He attempted to do this by drinking a mixture from his home chemistry set. The attempts on his own life would continue for years, Carl. He had low self-esteem and depression, and he said that he was mentally tormented by it. And when he got out of high school, he joined the Navy, also a military guy just like yours. Yeah. But let me tell you what he did. He was a petty officer, second class, and he was part of the team that operated the Poseidon missiles on the USS Woodrow Wilson submarine. All right. He was the guy behind the button to push for the missiles. So you're saying he's a petty officer? I am also petty, so I can relate to this guy. Yeah, but you have no authority here, so you're just a petty dick. (laughs) A year into his service, Collins leading petty officer aboard the Woodrow Wilson discovered instead of wearing his Navy uniform while he's sitting behind the controls for the missiles, he's dressed up like a fake doctor. He's got the scrubs on, the mask. Nice. Like he's going into surgery. And they were like, they disciplined him for it, but he was never able to explain to anyone why he did this. The Navy reassigned him to a lower pressure job. They figured the stress was getting to him. Why? Because he wanted to play dress up one day? At work in the Navy when you're <sighs> supposed to be running the missile system? I'm sh- nowadays, I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah. I mean, maybe on Halloween. Right. Maybe on Halloween, For everybody sure. on the sub could wear their costumes. Now, he attempted suicide after he got transferred to the new place. Again, he does this So he's, shit. he's good at killing other people, but not himself. Very much so. Okay. Very much so. And just such a lunatic. He... 
the Navy just ejected him. They gave him a medical discharge and said goodbye. They said undisclosed reasons, but it was because he kept trying to kill himself. Right. Mental illness, I think they'd call that. I guess. Now, he leaves the Navy. He goes to nursing school, which I feel is great. Great profession for a guy who needs a low-pressure environment. Right. Yeah, that's what you want to send him. Now, he meets a girl named Adriana. He gets married. They have two kids. Now, What year are we talking about here? 1987. Okay. He gets married. Now, his wife, by 1993 is incredibly disturbed by this guy. Now, here's why I say he's a real piece of shit and why he fits the definition of creep you'd never want to be around. Listen to this shit that they had to put into the restraining order. Cohen's wife became increasingly disturbed by his unusual behavior and his abuse of the family dogs. Oh, boy. Yeah. She said that her restraining order was based on her fear that he might endanger her and her two children. She claimed that Cohen had spiked people's drinks with lighter fluid. What an asshole! Set his daughter's books on fire. Which I think is kind of a funny prank. That's fun. Hey, good old book burning. Kudos, Dad. <laughs> and left his daughters with a babysitter for a week at a time. Okay. Yeah, I don't know where mom was. Colin denied these claims and said that his wife was exaggerating. But I, I don't even get why that last one is a thing. So they had a babysitter for a week. So for well, like a, no, like for a night. Like the babysitter was supposed to be there for a night, and he just left for a week. Oh, okay. Well, did, did, he like abandoned paid, the children. She get paid time and a half at least, or something. I don't know. Did she have fridge privileges? It doesn't sound so bad. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. He's graduated from nursing school. He's a lunatic to be around at home. But due to the constant nursing shortage and privacy laws, Carl, Mm. he had no issue finding jobs. So it's kind of like how Suttering John is a substitute teacher. It's like, I mean, they're desperate. It's it's an emergency. Yes, you could just play the videos of you on The Tonight Show over (laughs) and over again. That's me in the third row, kids. Look, I'll pause it. And that might be on the quiz. Just a heads up. Oh, I miss doing stuff. You know, he, you know, he must talk about his time on the Tonight Show to those kids all the time. Mr. Melendez, can you get Jay Leto to come to class? No, I cannot. <laughs> Jay is very busy. Jay's a very busy guy, but here I am. Boom, math. <laughs> Fucking a. So his first murder was in 1988, Carl. Okay, a guy came into the hospital that he was working at, and he was being treated for severe sunburns. So he was like dehydrated and stuff, and they put him on an IV. Like, he really burnt his skin badly. I'm an idiot. And he put some stuff into the IV, just into the saline. Okay. Next thing you know, this guy's, like, having cardiac arrest on the table, and he's dead. So, wait, did th- this guy who had to go for sunburn, did his friends leave him on the roof of a hotel in Vegas or something? Yeah. Is that how that happened? Okay. People get really bad sunburn, man, and it's no joke. Yeah. It could really fuck you up. You should probably find the shade at a certain point. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So, in all of these places that he worked... The death rate went up, Carl. Same yeah. same way around your guy. But right. they, but here's the thing about my guy versus your guy. My guy didn't want to be a hero. See, that's why mine's creepier. My guy is a sneaky fucking rat who got off on what he was doing. And I'm going to tell you something, Carl. Here's the most insidious part of what he did. He would go into the supply closets of all these hospitals that he worked at, and he was getting fired or being forced to resign all the time. And he would go find saline pouches that he would use for standard IV drips. Sure. And he would inject them and tamper with them and put poison in them and then put them back. That's fucked up. In the storage unit. Therefore, what he did, Carl, was make all of his other coworkers murderers. That's actually really smart. That way, it's not like, it's always on your shift. I can't figure it out. That way people die, he's not even there. And that is why they could never, ever nail it down with him. But he was legitimately doing this for two decades. Okay. Fun. 
That's a fun prank. It's a pretty good prank. And that's why I say he may have admitted that he himself killed 40 people, but the number's got to be in the hundreds. Okay. Would you like to know how he got caught, Carl? Mm-hmm. By a good nurse. A female nurse. Right. The only good kind. I'm telling you, female nurses out there, God bless you. And it's not that we say being a nurse is a woman's job. How about this? Men aren't good enough to do that job. Right. It's like saying, um, like, being a mom. It's like Women are just better at it. You men suck at it. Men right. are the worst. Women are great doctors. Women are better nurses than Have men. Have you seen the movie Mr. Mom? Probably not. But trust me, women are better at it. Yeah, they're going to do a CGI Michael Keaton remake of it next year. It's going to be good. Is he Batman too? Yeah. Is he a multiverse <laughs> Mr. Mom? Yeah. He's actually going to make an appearance as Mr. Bob in the Flash movie. Oh, good. Okay, cool. It's going to be very confusing for everyone. But, you know, nostalgia. Right. So here's what's going on. All these people are dying, and the police are investigating him. This guy at one of these hospitals, by the way, the reason he was fired, someone watched him walk in a room that was assigned to another nurse. Mm -hmm. When they came in, they found him with a bunch of vials, and the woman now had a broken arm. How did he break her arm? I think he was like grabbing her arm, trying to inject her, and she was fighting <laughs> back, and he broke her arm. And he's and this woman was like nonverbal. Jesus Christ! He legitimately took time reading people's charts to figure out who were the people he could target with this, the ones that he did himself. Yeah. And this wasn't even in his, wasn't one of his patients. He was like, oh, nonverbal bitch, I get away with this. God, broke I, her I, fucking I wish, arm. I wish you were nonverbal. That would be amazing. My no, voice keep, sounds normal keep today. Go, yeah, keep yeah, going. Yeah, I'm the one who <laughs> should shut the fuck up today. I'm the problem. Keep carrying the show, buddy. His fucking... <sighs> my shoulders. My shoulders. <laughs> oh, my shoulders. They hurt. I believe that, by the way. Yeah. I believe most of your body parts hurt. <laughs> They're all so swollen. <laughs> uh, this is very disrespectful. <laughs> Good point. So what are these nurses he's working with? He became really good friends with. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the first time he's ever had a work bestie. And this lady, her name's Amy Laughlin. They made a movie about her or something on Netflix. It's called The Good Nurse. I didn't watch it because I don't give a fuck. But she starts being friends with them, and they work a lot of the same shifts together. And she gets approached by investigators because they're like, hey, listen, we think something's fucking up like with this dude, and you seem to be close with him. The police convinced her to wear a wire. Okay. She takes him out to lunch, right? They sit down, and she goes, listen, Christopher, you got to level with me. I've been reading all of these notes and stuff that you're putting in these charts, and I'm looking at the medications, and I'm looking at this. Something is really wrong here. He just looks at her, smiles, and goes, I'm not going down not fighting. I'm going to be fighting. I'm going to fight this. And just, like, immediately starts being defensive. Yep. He gets arrested within a few days of this. His last victim. You ready for this shit, Carl? Please. Last victim in 2022. um, A student, Michael Thomas Strenko. He's 21 years old. He was a healthy young man. He was admitted to Somerset Medical Center to have his spleen removed. On all accounts, he should not have died in the hospital. His heart stopped on May 15th. His father said in court, we vividly remember Charles Cullen walking into the waiting room, walking directly up to us, looking us in the eye and saying... Michael's gravely ill, and people this sick don't make it. Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. You're not the doctor. You can make more kids. 
So one of your sons. This guy's the, the nurse who dejected their child and murdered them. Is going out and said, "Hey, by the way, your kid's not going to make <laughs> yeah, it. Probably not going to make it." And I've seen this before. He got many off times. on this shit, dude. <laughs> he fucking got off on this shit. <laughs> Either way, he wouldn't admit it to, to this girl. But when he gets arrested, she ends up being the only one he would talk to. They sent her in like a fucking cop right. and had her sit there, and he broke it down for her and. He admitted to 40-some-odd people between seven different hospitals. Now, fun fact about him, I told you his personality sucks. When he went to court, he did plead guilty, and he was uh, given 11 life sentences. He's not eligible for parole until June 10th, 2403. 2403, eh? Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it. We'll update you guys. But when we get there, he was a dick in court, too. Yeah. During his sentencing, Carl, even though he pled guilty, he kept yelling at the judge the same thing over and over again, like chanting, Your Honor, you need to step down. Your Honor, you need to step down. Your Honor, you need to step down. They ended up handcuffing him and fucking ball gagging him in court. Nice. So I think that's fun. That's fun. That's a fun fact. He sounds like a douche. Yeah, he's a real fucking piece of shit. And uh, he's in jail for yes, 2403. 20, uh, very good, Vinny. Well, thank you for that presentation. Of the very first result of Google. That wasn't the first result. I always result. appreciate when you do that. It's always a fun one. That's not what happened. Let's, uh, let's get caught up on a couple Super Chats real quick. Let's start off with uh, Cardiff Electric. Hey, buddy. Please don't talk about my interview tomorrow night with people who walked out on Chad's show. I'm trying to keep it low profile, you know, under my hat. All right, we won't talk about that. Also, I won't tell you that people sent me video of uh, his show Saturday night where he was berating the audience and people were just getting up and leaving. He was a, being a belligerent asshole. I know, I'm, I know you're shocked that Chad would, would be like that. You know, you could be adversarial with your audience and get laughs and be funny. Please clap. Well, Chad can, but you can. People yeah. can. Bill Loney says, $5 friendly reminder, always vote for Vinny. No, 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 no. Go up to Dela. Go up to Dela. Oh. Dela, friendly reminder, never vote for Vinny. That's correct, Dela, though. I think Bill Loney, you know. He gave more money. Yeah. Bill Loney gave us $5 Two vote and for and a half Vinny. times. More, so I don't know what to make of that. Hey, hey, pal, I got a question for you, and I'm really excited about it. Oh, yeah, what's that? Is it time for us to do Who Are These Creepos? Who are these creepos? That is right, Vinny Paulino. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up from where I left off last time because my internet connection did not allow me to present this correctly. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Now, Nancy Grace is this crazy opportunist. I brought this up last time. This episode is about Casey White and Deputy Vicky White, who escaped from an Alabama prison together. And Deputy Vicky White actually helped Casey escape because yep. they were going to go live a life. They were lovers. And they were going to go live a life together. Um, she was retiring from her job. She was great at her job. Everyone loved her. But she fell in love with this guy who was a convicted murderer. And they were just going to go off and live a great life together. You know, that's what happens when people retire. They always feel like they want to take a part of work with them. Right. It's hard. It's hard to stop, isn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the reason why Nancy Grace did an episode about this is because Casey White, because they were caught and um, she died. And so Casey White got a plea deal that he was able to get away from having any type of felony murder charges in the death of Vicky White. So just because of that, Nancy Grace said, oh, I'll just replay a bunch of clips from my older episodes about these two. And I'll milk that a little bit. Oh, Nancy. I know. But let me start off with a little promo she does in the middle of this episode. She's got something really cool coming up. And again, 
the she's just a crazy opportunist. She finds any angle she can to, to get people to listen to this shit. Please join us now on Fox Nation for a brand new investigation, Parallels of Evil, the Bundy and Idaho killings. In this gripping special investigation, we bring together an incredible panel of guests who analyze disturbing similarities of evil between these horrible crimes. All right, so what she's trying to do here, I'm sure you heard that. One of those members of the panel is my daughter who is alive and well and doing quite well. We're going to talk to her about how good her life is and how good it is she wasn't murdered in a sorority. Before we make it about her, though, so you got Brian Koberger, this guy who murdered four co-eds. Allegedly. Allegedly. He hasn't been convicted yet. And she's comparing him to Ted Bundy. Minnie, do you think there's a lot of parallels between those two? I think she just wants to use Ted Bundy to get people to fucking watch this new thing she's doing. Oh, you don't think that uh, hashtag and Bundy's bringing the hits for Nancy? That's what she's That's trying what to- she's doing. Dude, Ted Bundy is so different than Brian Koberger. Ted Bundy is like a charismatic dude. Yeah, he was Brian- able to get pussy. Brian, Brian Koberger is an incel. He has the fucking personality of one of Carl's club toes. Right. And he wasn't raping these women. He wasn't on a killing spree across multiple states for years. I mean, you know more about Ted Bundy than I do, but this is, this is ridiculous. This is even a comparison. I heard that the, he had a real base to move, Carl, that he used to do at parties, this Koberger. Yeah. I was reading some stuff up on him, and he would walk up to girls at parties. This is the game he had. And he would go, may I please have your address? <laughs> People don't want to go out their addresses right that away. That was literally his opening yeah. like, lie to girls, whether he was doing it sarcastically or whatever. I think it's funny. Not a great move. Funny way to meet people. Hey, it's how you doing? Funny What's your way address? to meet people. How you doing? What's your address? Hey, tell me where you live. What's going on? Which window is yours? My name's Carl. Tell me where you live. Uh, <laughs> oh, we got a competition going on right yeah, now. Yeah, we do. Dela, thanks for the ten bucks. Never vote for Vinny. Hell yeah, Dela. Well, that's right, buddy. I gotta say, Bill Lodi just came in. Thanks for the twenty bucks, Bill. Always, Shit. always vote for Vinny. He's right. Shit, partner. Bill Loney, wow. Thank you very much, guys. Let's keep the debate going of whether or not you should vote for Vinny. I say no. All right, getting back to this promo. So I need Nancy to sell me on this. Why would I want to listen to more rehashed Ted Bundy shit and Brian Koberger stuff? One neighbor shares exclusive insights about the suspect in the Idaho killings, Brian Koberger. Don't miss Parallels of Evil. Oh, wow. So there's going to be a neighbor? What's he going to say? I don't know. He's pretty quiet. Cut to himself. An exclusive interview with a neighbor. I don't want to miss that, Vinny. Yeah, because the neighbor hung out with the teenage incel from across the street. I'm sure they were best buddies. I'm sure they were. It's always the most exciting stuff to hear from the neighbors. I never would have guessed it. No, no. Oh, that kid across the street, he always seemed so nice when he was just like mowing his lawn and staring vacantly at the sky. Yeah. Oh, wow. What are the chances? Hmm. All right. So. <clears throat> They're damn good. All of you live near murderers. Everybody lives near a murderer somewhere. Correct. Or they listen to your podcast and you find out about it later. But it happens. It certainly does. Now, Vinny, what happened was these two escaped from prison. They had a getaway car. They painted the car. They were able to get about two hours away from the prison they were in, in Alabama. They, they made it to Tennessee. And then they ditched the car off the side of the uh, throughway. And they got out on foot and started uh, going, and then 
They got caught by the police. What a stupid fucking place to ditch your car. On the throughway? Yes. And th- that's a big part of this episode. Because what Nancy does is she goes back and she replays before they knew all the details, the interviews she was having with police and different people, various people who were investigating this. Okay. Okay? So it starts off with her explaining that he should be charged with felony murder, even though he did not kill her. But she explains why he should still be charged with felony murder. The perp may not intend for any death to occur. I always give this great example uh, let's just say Jackie and I decide to rob a bank and we make it very clear nobody gets hurt we go into the bank and all of a sudden Jackie gets a wild hair and starts shooting an Uzi and kills a bank teller I look at her like have you lost your mind <laughs> well long story short after we're caught racing away like Thelma and Louise, I'm busted for felony murder. I was committing a felony and a death occurred. Whether I wanted it to or not, I'm on the hook for felony murder. That's the example she always gives. You know, we, we walked into a bank with Uzis just planning on robbing it, and then Jackie over here starts shooting up the place. What the fuck? I never want to hear her say the word Uzi again. It is so gross. <laughs> so stupid. And I feel like the way she says it is like the same way she says it like at the end of a hand job. Ugh. It's an Uzi. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that that was where your mind went just now. It wasn't in a Nancy Grace talk. Nancy, and that's what you're thinking about. Old hand handy jobs. Nancy. <clears throat> you could ejaculate all over Nancy later. Let's finish up this uh, this podcast review because I, the example that I always give when I explain that like if a murder or a death occurs during a felony, it's felony murder. Mm-hmm. Is like, okay, so say like you um, you want to intimidate some of your classmates. So you bring your AK into high school, and look, you're just trying to get a rise out of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then they say some really fucked up shit to you. Yeah, like your mom's ugly. What did you just say to me? I said your mom is ugly. Wait. What the fuck did... <laughs> you motherfucker. All right, I want to go this time. I want to slide. Uh, what a weird example that was for Nancy. And that shit, Grace gets a wild hair up her behind. <laughs> It just starts laying lead all into the guards. So she really wants this guy to be convicted of yet another murder charge. And then she explains what actually happened. And a poor woman holding her baby from Tuscaloosa. (laughs) Riddled with bullets. (laughs) I got you back. As it turns out, it was by her own gun. Shooting herself dead as authorities closed in on the two. Even so, that's textbook felony murder. So in exchange for the guilty plea on escape... He has his murder charge dropped. So if she's trying to convince me that this is a bad plea deal, I'm not convinced because this woman killed herself. This woman shot herself when the, when she was confronted with the police. Yeah. If suicide isn't a isn't a crime, well, you not can't be charged with suicide. No, no. Well, right. I mean, it is a crime, but no, this guy did not commit suicide. She did. Anyway. All right. So I thought that was really stupid. Now. We are going to rewind back to an older episode when she's interviewing people about this case. And, dude, Nancy is borderline retarded. You don't say. Dude, I, I mean, listen to this clip. I mean, this she is, still calls them Uzis, Carl. It's insane. A couple of quick things based on what we just heard. Where the car was found in Florence, that is north 
of Lauderdale County? Well, Florence is actually the county seat of Lauderdale County. The car was found uh, in Bethesda, Tennessee, which is about a two-hour drive north of Florence. Okay. Well, you know what? I got that half right. Hold on. So that was in Bethesda, and you're saying it's two hours north, correct? Yes, ma'am. Would that suggest to you, Sheriff, that they are, in fact, headed north? Because no way would they go two hours north and then turn back and circle back down, let's just say, to get lost in Florida. They're definitely traveling north. Wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, that? That's the indication from where the car was found. I mean, I couldn't believe my ears. I was listening to this, Vinny. She goes, so wait a second. Do you, do you think they were heading north because they found the car two hours north? Do you think she was a good lawyer? <laughs> like, do you think she wasn't actually, like, a good lawyer? What a moron. Because, like, I'm listening to this. I'm going, this person's not smart. No. What a fucking idiot. Where do you believe they were heading north when they were not two hours north of where they started? So do you think that they were heading in that direction? Yeah, they must have been for, like, two hours. Nancy. Yes. No shit. All right. So then <clears throat> later on, she shows that she's really bad at maps. Like Nancy has a real hard time with maps for some reason. The interesting yeah. thing is for the last nine months, I've been driving through Bethesda for a project I was working on towards Spring Hill. So I'm very familiar with that kind of like with that route. And it's a very rural area, but it is close to the interstate in, in Spring Hill. So what interstate was it, Sheriff? I-65. And that's just three miles south of Nashville and Franklin? Uh, it, it was three, three miles east of I-65. It's about 20 miles south of Nashville. Where will I-65 take you, Sheriff? If you follow <laughs> it, how, where will it go? I-65 originates in Mobile, Alabama on the southern end, and it uh, goes into Chicago. Okay. I'm learning a lot right now. <laughs> and how many square miles is the state of Tennessee? I'd have to look that one up, Nancy. I don't know. Now, if I were to leave Chattanooga <laughs> at 2 p.m., driving thing. north out 65. What are these fucking questions? Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's so stupid. What All right. a riveting interview. Who doesn't say Nancy doesn't get the scope? <laughs> Jesus. She gets experts on and then asks them where 65 ends. <laughs> I believe that's Chicago, but the fact that he knew that, I mean, the fact that he didn't pull out his gun and shoot her. Like, <laughs> what he should have said is, who gives a shit? I don't know. It's, they weren't going there. I don't know. I don't tell oh, you. Oh, God. All right. Well, let's catch up on Super Chats real quick. Deadpool, thanks for the 20 nice. bucks. Why would someone leave a vehicle in one direction then head in another to mislead the cops? Oh, wait. <laughs> All right. Yay, Super Chats. Thank you, Deadpool. Uh, Dela's back. Vinny talking about hand jobs is a reason to vote yes. for Carl. Thank you, Dela. Agreed. Thank you for the five bucks. Keep Bill Loney for five bucks says the faint hope of getting a handy from Vinny <laughs> is reason to <laughs> vote for Vinny. Guys, if these two guys had a, uh, their own podcast about who to vote for on the creep off, a little uh, after show. Okay. That would be great. Uh, Ted Sheckler. Thank you, Ted. Asked. Says Nancy asked the questions <laughs> we're all thinking. She most certainly does not. Thank you for the two. So basically, what happens is, oh, she's gold. They're going down sixty-five. They abandon the car just off the road. Is now she... they'd spent a couple hours painting the car. They obviously wanted to get away in this car. That was obviously their hope. Right. But Nancy thinks they must have done it on purpose because they had a whole plan they were going to execute. And she brings on this person and forces her to agree with her. So I don't even know why you have a panel. If you're just going to tell the person to agree with you. I have no doubt they found another vehicle, stole it, did something. 
that got them to be able to travel away. Do you think they had a plan B? Just boil it down yes. for me, okay? Because I'm just a JD. You're the shrink. Plan B or no plan B? Yes. Very simple. I think yes, they no. Had a plan B. Yes. You think there was a plan B? Okay, Sheriff Singleton. You know what else I think was planned? So I love it that she's like, just say there's a plan B because I have a, a whole thing that I want to get to here. And I really need you to agree with and me. And I want you to tell me what you think their plan B is so I can tell you that you're wrong and what mine is. Yes. So this is great because she goes into a whole thing with the sheriff going, I bet what they did is they ditched that car, so they get another car, they had it all set up, and the sheriff explains how stupid that is. Think about the abandoned car. You know, the thing that questions me, if they were going to abandon it for a plan B, why would they risk driving it for two hours? Uh, I guess assuming we might get a... a identification on the car sooner uh it looks like they would have uh, ditched it a little closer but yeah so the sheriff's like yeah no that's actually really stupid because it wasn't very far off the expressway and someone called in immediately and that's why we were able to catch up with them and also why would they drive for two hours knowing that we were looking for that vehicle doesn't make any fucking sense why why would they point another car two hours away nancy what are you thinking here this is so dumb. Carl, I'd be careful about you because Nancy Grace is in the chat. Oh, Jesus. So oh, boy. You'll be speaking Hi, to Hi, Nancy's my lawyer. Hi, Nancy. <laughs> Hi, Nancy's lawyer. <laughs> Hi, Nancy's lawyer. <laughs> Holy shit. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Um, so she's like, yeah, but there was nothing wrong with the car. She keeps saying, so there's no reason why they would get rid of it. And then they, the guy has to explain to her, well... That's just not the case. He says the sheriff tells us it looks like it had a flat. Yeah, it got a flat tire. That's why they ditched it where they ditched it. Not because it's a grand plan. And by the way, this goes on for 15 minutes where she's trying to piece together this grand plan. And everyone on the panel is just like, oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> That's probably stupid. Could you imagine what her show would be with, like, without a panel? Oh, just God. retarded blathering. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she no would shit. just be talking in circles, and there would be no one there to help set her straight. So, Vinny, I've only played you a couple of clips, but I bet you know the answer to this. Oh, hold on. Chris Crimson, bitch doesn't know directions, definitely doesn't know Latin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That's so good. Um, I bet you know the answer to this, because Nancy doesn't. How long were they driving in that vehicle? I believe it was two hours. Two north. hours is the right answer. Yeah, two hours. How north. far north of Florence were they? Was it two hours? Yes, it is about two hours. Or was it three? Was it two or three hours north? <laughs> Sheriff, we- yeah, it's sure. about two hours. The uh, the vehicle was found due east of Spring Hill, as the gentleman said, uh, Spring Hill, Tennessee. Uh, so yeah, it's about uh, two hours from from Florence, Alabama, to that location. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, okay. So anyway, are you sure not three? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Nancy, are you even listening to them? What the fuck? Does is she that? think she's in court trying to trip him up or something? <laughs> Maybe. What the fuck is going on? Maybe. You said two hours. Ah, I gotcha. Wow. Yeah. So she sucks, and that's my presentation of who are these creepos. Always enjoy little Nancy Grace. I'm crying over here, man. That was too funny. By the way, I want to point out that Dela and Bill Loney are both on board to do a uh, a wrap up show. Of Team Carl versus Team Vinny. Oh, are they going to call it the uh, the creep after? Whatever they want to call it. I love it. Okay. Have fun, kids. Officially endorsed by yours truly. All right. Well, if it's endorsed by uh, by the Cousaroos, Vietnam abstains. All right. Fair enough. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm in, you crazy sons of Your bitches. I'm in. I'm in. 
Let's do some voicemail, shall we, Carl? What's the creep off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Syracuse is deeply saddened to learn about the death of WWE legend the Iron Sheik. His camel clutch became the number one sex move in Syracuse 38 years in a row. See you in Syracuse. Wow. He was able to connect the Iron Sheik in Syracuse. That was not an easy task. It's not hard. Iron Sheik is like the Syracuse of wrestling. Yeah. Full of drugs. Yeah. Okay. Unhirable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you see that fucking um, story? I think my sister-in-law sent it over to us. Oh, Uh, at the State Fair in Syracuse? Yeah. So there was, what, um, four shootings? What was it? That's it. Two couple stabbings. There was stabbing, shootings, people being hit, run over by cars, all in in one incident. And I was like, does no one have a fucking job? Like, oh right, it's a weird place. Really is. While you're looking that up, I'll start off with a voicemail, please. This is Callback Curtis, and you're listening to the Creep Off on the Carl Network. It's catching on. Now here's a caller who has a really interesting thought. Hey guys, Joe Baldizzi. Whenever there's an animal cruelty thing, you guys say, what kind of monster would hurt a dog? And you know, I thought about it a lot, and I honestly can't think of any reason that anybody oh, no. would want to hurt a person some animals. Nope, nothing comes to mind at all. Not a single reason. It just really gets me. Nope, people just must be crazy. Thank you, fuck you, bye. All right, good call. He just reminded me that I do want to murder my neighbor's dog every morning that it wakes me up. Um, yeah, so Bob Lonsberry tweeted out, four shot, six stabbed, three hit by cars in one incident this morning in Syracuse. I believe that's called a uh, Syracuse hat trick. <laughs> yeah, no shits. It's well done. Cold. Well done, Syracuse. The old Syracuse hat trick might be the name of this episode. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> All, right. All right, I got a voicemail for us over here, buddy. Go ahead. Oh my God, Carl! You gotta listen to for um, who are these creepos? There's there's a crime series called Afterglow. Now I don't know why it's called Afterglow. Beats the shit out of me. But there's two seasons of this, and it's all about one crime: the Lori Valor Chad Debo <clears throat> crime. And it's so it's it's goddamn ridiculous. It's just awful so you got to sit here and it's like an hour and a half of misery uh great but yeah, once again it proves that the creep off is the best yes it is sir good point okay bye bye true believe <clears throat> no i do appreciate suggestions for who are these creepos that is a category i don't know if we've gone into a show that's dedicated to just one crime or one criminal you know what I mean? That has got to be horrific. Yeah, it's, it's too much. A full episode about the positioning of the items in the room of the crime. Oh, God. Too many those details. people are out of their mind. Actually, Vinny would be good at a show I, like that. I'm a man who enjoys the minutiae of the crime. I know. But I don't like that shit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you would. Oh, shut up. Here's another voicemail. Uh, hey, this is the asshole who called about the uh, Vinny running from uh, uh, Lewinsky uh, podcast hitman and you know turning into a fucking giant fat blob yeah i remember you that's funny world uh that was not something that i had pre-thought out nor i guess maybe it was stream of consciousness i'm not exactly sure what that is um but it was just i don't know i was drunk i called and that's what came out it was uh i call it spitballing i was just in the moment 
Uh, I always like to say that the Holy Spirit speaks through me. And... What's happening right now? The man's a prophet. Did you just hear him? The Holy Spirit speaks through him. What are you laughing at, Carl? You guys doing a victory lap because we enjoyed his voicemail? You had to call and explain how amazing he is? Calm down there, buddy. Maybe you hated on the wrong host there, pal. <laughs> what the fuck was that? All right, here's someone. Ma- victory lap. Victory lap. Callers taking a victory lap. Somebody's mad at me. Here we go. Hey, Vinny, it's Ronnie in Syracuse. Explain to me how you can say Kalamazoo twice without any hesitation at all, but you can't say manliest, where the swans were abducted from. Vinny, it's manliest, not manilis. Manliest. <laughs> Holy crap, you wouldn't mess up the word pepperoni. But no. manliest, you kept saying it. Anyway, that's all I got this week. Thank you, fuck you, bye. Hey, Syracuse, worry about you. Worry about you! Manliness is not a good name for a town, by the way. Yeah. Ma- yeah, we- we're manliest. We're the machoest, manliest town there is. I'm from Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Try making fun of that. I do tell jokes. Some better than others. Last voicemail. I'm not going down that road with you. You know, these pedophile hunter videos are fucking pathetic. These guys, they're not doing anything or changing anything. They're just as bad as the people they're going after. They're just online pretending to be 14-year-old girls stroking their dick. And for what? To get guys sent to jail under false pretenses for fucking nothing. They're just doing – and they're not doing it, you know, for vengeance. They're not fucking Batman. They're doing it for Internet clout, and it's fucking sick. They're ruining people's lives and getting them sent to prison for Internet points, and it's disgusting. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go have sex with this boy. <laughs> <laughs> now I see what his angle is. Hey, uh, can you He's give got me an f- agenda there. Whoever that guy is, could you please call in and do a victory lap next week? Yeah, I like, call. we both enjoyed that, so please call and explain how you were going through your mind. I <laughs> yeah, right. Know. I need to know. You know, why don't you come out the Carlson cast on Friday, <laughs> sit down on the couch, we'll dissect it. Jesus. <laughs> All right, Carl, you ready for a scum parade? I am, buddy. Me too. Scum parade, take me on a raid of these fuck charades that these creeps have made. Scum parade, Vinny and Carl gonna tell you about some fuck shit. Scum parade, like stories of a kid fucked by his mom or dad. Soaking up the blood of a cat's Ah, uh, I want to hold on. Hold on. Hold that super chat wagon up for a second. Ted Sheckler, thanks for the five bucks. He says programming on the Carl Network is mostly drunken diatribes and crypto fascist dog whistles. Ten out of ten. That's right. That's our slogan. <laughs> You're listening to the Carl Network. Maybe you can get. <laughs> I forgot about that. He did that live, everybody. That was actually Carl. Maybe you could put that um, that script, that tagline. Get Doctor Steve to to read that for us. Drunken diatribes and crypto fascist dog whistles. Perfect. It's the Carl Network. Yeah, that, that actually is doable. <laughs> yeah. Do the laugh. <laughs> that, that, that was my impression of Chad doing me. <laughs> I'm like in some kind of fucking weird vortex. Yes, we all are. All right. It's well. called the simulation. 
Get used to it. Why wouldn't you want to do the Matrix episode of uh, Subreddit Surfing if you believe that? I'll do the Matrix episode. Oh, you mean uh, you wanted me to do the um, glitch in the Matrix. That's different. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I got an update for you, Carl. I got a creep update, and All this right. is a big one. Oh, God. This is a big update. I know update. this one. Lacey Fletcher, Carl. You may know her as the lovable gal who loved Disney movies and didn't have a lot of initiative. Didn't have a lot of friends either, unfortunately. Yeah, she was the one who was found dead in 2022 on the couch. She's the one who melted into the couch because she went comatose and her parents left her there for 12 years. 12 years her parents left her on the couch shitting herself. The parents, Clay and Sheila Fletcher, definitely won the creep off. They are, they, yeah, that they was won. A hell of a story, and everyone agreed those two are creeps. They were surprised when they were arrested for the murder of their child. That they neglected. They received second-degree murder charges, but here's the update, Carl. Yeah. Charges dismissed. I, I can't fucking believe this. The only thing I could figure, because I, I, we mentioned they had a lot of connections in the community, is they know someone and they called in a favor or something. Because how the fuck do you dismiss these charges? Even if you just want to call it manslaughter or some kind of criminal neglect or negligence, there's something there. They let their fucking daughter... Die on the couch. They just—they never even had a fucking male nurse come over to the house or someone to take a look at her. They just let her sit there and die. And it's not even for, like, a good reason. It's because these people have a great lawyer. It was thrown out on a technicality after a judge disagreed with the wording of the indictment. Oh, well, then rewrite it. <laughs> Can we just rewrite it then? So good news, everybody. One week from today on June 19th, a date we know is Vinteenth around here. That's right. They're bringing the case in front of a new grand jury. So there's a chance that new charges will be filed. But okay. holy shit. Okay, good. Yeah, that's crazy that the judge just threw it, threw it out. That's nuts. Why are we even wasting time with any of this? Bring them in. Let's put them in the stocks and leave them there for 12 years. And if they survive, great. That's a good idea. That's the old eye for an eye, I believe. That's what they call that. I'm a fan. Let's do it. All right, let's go to Providence, Rhode Island, Carl. A 32-year-old man was caught after he allegedly broke into homes and stole sex toys that he intended to re-gift as a birthday present. Okay, now, that's a fun headline. Yeah. But that's the term re-gift is not used correctly there. So if you steal an item and then you give it away as a gift, that's not a re-gift. Yeah. I don't, if you give me something I like, I don't care how you got it. Stole it, bought it, whatever. Don't give a shit. The only way this is technically cr- true is if this person received the butt plug as a gift. Thank you. That's the point I wanted to make. And I don't know if you picked up on that, but I was like, all right, they're trying to have some fun here, but that's not a re-gift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you want to give me a used dildo, I'm fine with that. You heard him, folks. The, what's the P.O. box? <laughs> yeah, you can for find our, I do have these find our P.O. box. Yeah, boys, mail in your dildos <laughs> for Carl. I'm going to put the WATP address in here. Please mail. I'm putting it in the description now. I'm, now it's fine. They caught this guy. Uh, Long story short, he was caught on tape trying to break into a house through a bathroom window. A man who lived in the house reportedly confronted the suspect. The man drove away in a white Kia. He ran away, jumped into a Kia, and tried to get out of there. Yeah, he had to put his feet down on the pavement like uh, Fred Flintstone. (laughs) He didn't get very far with that. The resident reportedly saw the same vehicle later that night on a nearby street. Police reportedly caught Nardrowski sifting through a dumpster. The guy's name is Benjamin Nardrowski, by the way, in case I didn't say that part. He was shifting through a dumpster with a flashlight and was asked about the incident on the other street. And he said, oh, yeah, uh, 
I was attempting to buy weed, but I went to the wrong house. Isn't that amazing? In 2023, you tell the cops, like, no, I was just buying weed. I swear. I was just, I was just buying drugs. I you swear. Know, you are right. It is actually. It's weird, right? It is. Very I was just going strange. to my drug dealer's house. I got the, the number wrong. Oh, okay. Well, then you have a great day, sir. Now, here's the problem. Uh, the police reportedly had similar breaking and entering incidents from that week, and Nadrowski allegedly told the police that he went into a home on May 27th and took a sex toy from someone's bedroom on Armstrong Street, and then reportedly confessed to taking two others from residents on Furnace Street. Later, he tried to take a makeup kit from someone on Waterman Avenue but was caught and dropped it, and uh, Nadorsky said he only took the sex toys because he wanted to gift them as a birthday present. Yeah, I, I call bullshit on that because I was picturing the scene from Basketball where they find uh, Britney's mom's vibrator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Matt's just shoving it in, in, down his throat. Um, the birthday gift thing is a lie. This whole story is very Chad Zumach-esque. Breaking into multiple homes for petty items and claiming it they're for, they're for a gift. How do you go birthday shopping? Yeah, I'm doing the right thing here. I'm a good guy. What? It no. is Zumach-like. It is. It's bizarre. No reports if uh, the dildos were taken to Kumia country or whatever the fuck. I want I don't to point know. out, people are saying that they're going to be sending me dildos to my P.O. box. Jenny Jingles is the one who checks the P.O. box, so I probably won't even see them. They won't even get back to me. Yep. Bigger the better. She'll, take, she'll over. take it for herself. Bigger the, the better. A 70-year-old man in Oregon, Carl. Oregon. 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 Is facing after two decades in federal penitentiary for rigging his home with a plethora of Indiana Jones-inspired booby traps, including a round hot tub. Set to roll down a hill like a boulder from the movie. Dude, by the way, I, I, everyone loves that scene. It's iconic. Yeah. But that is the dumbest booby trap in that whole thing. Yeah. Having a giant boulder come down because let's say it's successful and you crush the guy. Who the fuck's going to reset it up again? You ever think about that? What like all you... the other things, like they kept working. Yeah. Over put and it, over again. Put it back, Atlas. Yeah. Good, good luck rearming that one, idiot. Fucking dummy. <laughs> You're on a boulder now. <laughs> Gregory Lee Rodvelt was guilty on one count of assaulting a federal officer, one count of using and discharging a firearm in relation to a crime of violence. Now, the hot, the rolling hot tub did work. A federal agent ended up hospitalized. And by the way, I really hope the other feds that he works with will not stop ragging on him about that because that's embarrassing. He actually got hit by the fucking round hot tub. <laughs> oh, I hope they're goofing on him relentlessly about that. I, that thing has to roll in slow motion. Just like, look out, Jerry. Oh, it's going to be loud. It's going to be, I don't know, whatever. It's stupid. He's an idiot. An attorney was appointed by the court to be the custodian of the property that Mr. Rudvelt lost in a lawsuit. Now, I'm sorry, I get distracted. Nancy Grace has a used dildo that we could borrow. <laughs> <laughs> Hard pass. It's funny. What color is it now? Oh, uh, at least it'll be nice and dry. Gross. You know that fucking shiny gloss that they usually have? It's just gone. Gone. It's corroded. Feels uh, like sandpaper. Well, this lawyer called the police. He needed assistance after learning that Rodvald had returned to the home since losing it and placed a sign in front of the house that stated it was protected by, quote, improvised devices. Yeah, that's what's called a threat, everybody. Correct. At the request of the custodial attorney, bomb technicians from Oregon State Police and the FBI showed up, responded to the property, and uh, upon arrival at the property, the bomb technicians encountered a minivan obstructing the gate. Investigators said they found steel animal tags attached to a gatepost underneath the minivan's hood. 
Additionally, homemade spike strips were discovered. The attorney had unintentionally driven over in the past. Oh, he's getting in with all these things. Oh, they got this lawyer. He's probably all frustrated. Yep. Oh, this would be a really funny movie. Oh, yeah. This is literally Home Alone. Is it what I, I mean, I guess he wasn't trying to kill anyone, but he should have. I will protect my house. <laughs> yeah. As the technician neared the residence, they observed a large round hot tub that had been placed on its side. According to the authorities, the hot tub was rigged in such a manner that when the gate was opened, it would activate a mechanical trigger that would cause the spot to roll towards the person at the gate, much like the scene from Indiana Jones. So these idiots are recognizing that every time they try to step foot into this house, something tries to kill them. And what do they think? Let's try another door. Well, that one didn't work. What about this one over well, here? Well, he's got to get back in. <laughs> Hey, stupid, his plan is to step over all your corpses. Yes, correct. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You're a bomb technician. You don't know how to maneuver this. Ah, man. Further inspection by the technicians revealed windows that have been secured from the inside and security doors located at both the front and rear residence of the buildings also displayed apparent bullet holes from shots fired within. Inside the garage, a rat trap had been modified to accommodate a shotgun shell. (laughs) That's fun. Although the trap was not loaded, it was connected to the main garage door designed to activate when the door was opened. That's awesome. Dude, I hope that when I'm in my 70s, I'm having this much fun. If this is how you go out, it all fucking tracks. Dude, this is how I want to retire. The Carl story. This is going to be somewhere at his house in Florida. The cops are going to be rolling in on him. He's going to be getting swatted again, and he's going to be so fucking tired of it. Swatted again, yep. (laughs) They had to use an explosive charge to breach the front door. They entered the premises looking for additional traps. In the center of the front entryway, they encountered a wheelchair, which was inadvertently moved by one of the agents, triggered a homemade shotgun device. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> stop moving stuff. Stop touching stuff. You guys are fucking idiots. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, so he's being charged with assaulting a federal officer with deadly or dangerous weapons, carrying out a potential penalty of 20 years in federal prison. Hey, maybe he could sell next to Trump, huh? Dude. Huh? Oh, you want to get people excited about the indictment? No, I'm just, fucking, I'm just trying to get you fired up. All right, Carl. Let's talk about the worst funeral home ever. Okay. We've talked about some shitty funeral homes. That's true. At least the people who run those places are just ripping people off and not shooting them. Right. Not in Maryland. A funeral director allegedly gunned down a pallbearer over a business dispute during a burial service for a 10-year-old girl who was killed in a drive-by shooting. Only in Baltimore. I have to say... A little on the nose. I have to say, Benny, yeah. when I first read that there was a funeral director killing people, I'm like, pretty good business decision Trauma right business, there. business, baby. Yeah, not a bad idea there. Way to get customers. Wilson Chavez, he's 48. He's the owner of Compassion and Serenity Funeral Home. <laughs> the ironically entitled Compassion and Serenity Funeral Home. He's been charged with first and second degree murder and attempted murder after he repeatedly shot and killed Ronald Banks, who was 30 years old, who was a pallbearer at a member's funeral. Banks suffered from a gunshot wound and died a short time later at the hospital. Now, Chavez allegedly started shooting at Ariana Davis's funeral on Tuesday due to a longstanding business dispute with Freeman's Funeral Services. His company had been providing services for the funeral. When Chavez allegedly confronted a pastor and another person, who were reportedly affiliated with Freeman before he started firing. And I got to say, I you think his... the podcast wars are fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, I looked at the guy's mugshot. He was still angry. You would think after you shoot and kill your enemy, there'd be like a relief period or something. This guy was fired up. He was fired up at the time because he <laughs> yeah. screamed, 
I'm here for all you bitch ass nerdy wells. <laughs> yeah, is that the N-word? Yeah, is. that's the well, it's blacked out with stars, yeah. so I assume it was nerdy Pro- wells. Probably nerdy wells, yeah. Yeah. He screamed at the pastor before pushing him. This ain't your fucking funeral home. Chavez also allegedly spit on the pastor, telling him, I own this body. He spit on the pastor. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> it's a 10 year old girl who was killed in a fucking drive by when she was sleeping in the back of a car. Yeah, but pastors, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not the time, buddy. Not the time. Wait for him outside. If you, if you have to spit on the pastor, get him after the service. Okay, several funeral attendees tried to stop Shavis and told him he was disrespecting the family. However, you think? he tripped over a concert vault lid and fell. After standing back up, he pulled a gun from his waistband and began firing like fucking Danny DeVito in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> and that's when I started blasting. <laughs> I need that drop. Can somebody give me that yeah, drop, that's please? A good one. And then I started blasting. <laughs> Several funeral attendees tried to stop Chavis and told him he was disrespecting the family, like I said. Freeman Funeral Services had filed a temporary peace order against the suspect after he allegedly threatened and harassed them. But the order was dismissed on Tuesday when the petitioner failed to appear in court. Shavis was later arrested at a traffic stop. He was just like, another day at the office. Time to go home and wind down. Got to make a complete stop, guys. Yeah. You will get pulled over for that. Oh, I rolled the light. God damn it. (laughs) I'm so traumatized this happened at my daughter's burial site. I don't even get to lay her down in peace, even to put her in the ground. And another incident happened, her mother said. This is so traumatizing to me, my children, my whole family. It's trauma after trauma. Yeah, not great. Yeah, sounds bad. And this poor girl, the ten year old, she wasn't she was just sitting in the back of her parents' car and a yeah. stray bullet got her. Right. This is not like a fucked up gang family or some fucking awful thing. This is just a terrible tragedy. You don't know that. Well, I was gonna say the real gangs are being formed inside the funeral homes. Yeah, no shit. I just can't wait to hear how Tom Myers turns this story into comedy gold. I have a feeling he's gonna pounce all over this. A funeral home director didn't have to go far for his next client. Hmm. That's not wordy enough. <laughs> not wordy enough. <laughs> I was doing Jeff Heisen. Oh, okay. That's pretty good, Jeff Heisen. <laughs> Dude, did you see someone posted this on our subreddit? There was a guy being interviewed in broad daylight in, in Rochester, and a drive-by happens yep. right behind him. Yep. <laughs> All of a sudden, you hear these gunshots, and then the car just speed away. It's like... Jesus Christ, you guys are doing that in broad daylight where there's news cameras? What the fuck? Don't fuck with The Rock. <laughs> Sorry. This city sucks, man. You That's want- why we goof on Syracuse, to make ourselves feel better. Hey, you want to go to South Africa? Yeah, I was going to South Africa. What's going on down there? Johannesburg, Carl. Yeah. A 44-year-old man has been sentenced to two life terms in prison. Okay. And I have to say, I think he deserved it. All right. Uh, after he was convicted of raping his six-year-old biological son on two separate occasions. Okay, the next time someone complains about how rough their childhood was, I'm going to bring this up. Yeah, this guy didn't even use lube. Oh, your dad hit you? Did he hit you with his erect penis in your asshole? Then shut the fuck up. You know we talked about felony murder? Yeah. Maybe this is felony child rape, because I feel like the mother may should have been a little more proactive oh, here. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying the mom should also be behind bars. I know it's not her fault that she made her kid so rapeable. Well, it kind of is. It's half his, too. Yeah. The first incident happened when his mother was outside doing laundry. The accused took the victim to the bedroom and sexually violated him. The complainant informed his mother that he was bleeding when he was going to the toilet. And the mother thought he got injured because he is a boy and he played rough. Yeah, but still, the mom should have smelled his dick. Don't you think? Just, Harold, get in here. Yeah, you got to do your due diligence when your son's like, Dad just raped me. 
And Dad's like, no, I, I de- definitely did. It's like, all right, pull it out. Let me but get a whiff. This kid didn't say, hey, listen, uh, you know, it's bleeding when I shit on account of Dad fucked me. Right. Is there anything in the house for this? Preparation <laughs> age? Yeah. What do you do when he does this to you, Bob? What, how do we deal with this? My asshole looks like Stuttering John's right now. Can we do something about this? Chocolate-covered cherries. <laughs> oh, God. She said the second assault took place with both parents were drinking, and he took him into the bedroom and sexually violated him. His mother walked into the bedroom and found the accused raping the child. The mother then reported the matter to the police. All right, so she was definitely not happy about it. That's good. That's yeah. good to know. Well, the father denied the allegations levied against him. But his son's asshole begged to differ. Yeah. Medical report proved that the victim sustained serious injuries when the incident happened. The doc's like, yeah, it looks like your dad's about seven and a half inches. Is that right? All right, let's, let's measure it up. Yep. Yeah, we got a match. Mm, does it tilt a little to the left? <laughs> we yep. got a match over yep, here. That, that adds up. Uh, so he is now on the sex offender list, and he's only getting 10 years in prison for this. Hmm. I bet you'd be 20 years if it was somebody else's kid. You think so? I think get a break if it's, if it's your own. I wouldn't want my dad to get out anytime soon. Although, I guess by the time he's 16, maybe he's not so rapeable anymore. Yeah. I don't know. Here's hoping for a rape-free rest of his life for this Well, then there's, a, there's another uh, story tacked on at the end of this that talks about another South African guy who was fucking his eight-year-old boy. Yeah. I'm like, what are all these six- and eight-year-old kids in South Africa being like super sexy and having nice rear ends? What are they doing? They're teasing us, they are. They are. <laughs> Australian. Sure. I don't know. Alcohol is bad. You shouldn't drink alcohol. Just don't even have kids either. That's pretty that's, good choice. That definitely, you will not rape your children if you do not have children to rape. That's, that's a good point. That's the best advice I could give you, everybody. It's not bad. It's now, not bad. I have to thank you all for tuning in. I have some big news. Our website is so close to being done. Yeah. Looking good. By next week, folks, it should be up and uh, running. But the voting this week will be on Reddit, so make sure you visit our Reddit page to uh, vote for this week's winner. Now, I also need to remind you that you can get a bonus episode and merch if you check out our Patreon. Low is uh, five bucks a month. You get a bonus episode every week, and Carl and I are very funny. The bonus episodes are a lot of fun. We really are having too much fun doing those. I enjoy those a lot. Um, Also, it might be my favorite show that I do. Yeah, I I know. It is just fun, because all we do is just talk about these ridiculous stories that I wouldn't think there'd be eight or nine or ten or twelve every week like this, Do I sure are. Do we bring the fire every one of these? It's insane. Yeah, so check one of those out if you don't mind. Yeah, uh, and when you sign up for the Patreon or Supercast or Backed By, you get the whole back catalog as well, so all the older episodes. Andy was on this past week with Vinny, taking my place since I was busy, well, Listen to the end of WATP if you want to hear what I was up to. I, I can't wait to hear it. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to hear it. Uh, I do want to point out that uh, if you are in the Rochester area or anywhere near here, June 24th, the Ice Tubs will be playing at Radio Social. It's a free show uh, out in the back, and we're doing um, uh, Isotopioki. Oh, shit. So a bunch of our friends are going to be coming up and singing songs with us. We're, I got to learn about uh, a dozen cover songs. Do I get to come and sing a song with the Ice Tubs? here, do you want to? No, not really. I'll no. probably embarrass the shit out of myself. I mean, you're always welcome, buddy. Hmm. You're always welcome. Is there like a book like karaoke? <laughs> no, you got to pick the songs ahead of time okay. so we can learn them. Okay. Okay. What was that song they did at the end of Return of the Jedi after they killed the Emperor? Oh, you, the Ewok song? Yeah, can you do that one? Yum, yum. Da-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum, bump. Yeah, your favorite one. Yeah. Can you do that one? I, I sing it every night, yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is this week's edition of The Creep Off. 
Uh, don't forget, we are in June, so that means next month, Carl will be driving to Gary, Indiana. Won't that be fun for all of us? And uh, until next week, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. Oh, no! It's the creep-off. You think you can get away with that? Without having legal, legal ramifications? You're out of your fucking mind. I denounce it. <laughs>